I think if it's, it depends on the seller's position. If they don't need to sell it, if they're okay, then they probably will just leave it and be like, I want to wait and get what so I can. So what is, is this the one area of our market that's not, you know, hot right now? I think it's Maybe slower. So. And I don't know. I think there's a lot of them. This is The Real Estate Podcast, a show by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's hear from our host, Matt Teifke and Alex Kaufman. Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast with Matthew Teifke and Alex Kaufman. And today we have uh, Morgan Poole. She is a realtor here in Austin, Texas, and she talks about her story and zoo animals and social media marketing. Make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, guys, let's talk about today's sponsor. Glenn LeBlanc and Supreme Lending have been serving the Austin market for 20 plus years. They are a local lender with in-house underwriting, so you're kept in the loop every step of the way. Whether you're doing a cash out for home repairs or a first time home buyer, Glenn makes the lending process smooth and easy to navigate. Always available and able to educate buyers along the way. Choose a local lender when buying your next home. Call 512-672-9472 anytime. And if you say you heard this ad on our podcast, Glenn will refund your appraisal if you use him. Definitely reach out to Glenn. Glenn is a personal friend of ours. The link to his website is in the description below. Now back to the episode. Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast, Morgan. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for coming. We were just talking about watching out for drunken builders. Yes, yes. <laughs> but hey, we appreciate you coming on. Um, if it's cool with you, we'd love to get to know you a little bit and kind of talk about your background, where you're from, and how you got to where you're at today in Austin real estate. We'd love to go through that journey with you. Awesome. Well, thank y'all for having me. Absolutely. Thanks I'm, for coming. I've never done a podcast before. I was telling y'all, I listen to them all the time. Um, but so I'm from Midland, Texas originally. I went to Texas A&M. Woo. Giga Maggie's. And um, I moved to Midland after college, had no idea what I wanted to do. I moved to Dallas for a second. Then I moved to Austin five years ago. Real quick. So yeah. you were born in Midland? Born in Midland. And your parents were in the oil business? Yes. Okay. Like everybody out there. Is that pretty much Bowling like, gas. for sure, you got to be in oil out there? I mean, there's really not a lot else. I mean, unless you're like the accountant for the oil and gas people and finance or something like that, working for a bank. But yeah, I mean, oil and gas is is key out there. It's feast or famine. So a lot of people, mm-hmm. you got to be prepared. And you. it's nice to invest in real estate or diversify your portfolio or else, you know, in a, in a bust, you're in trouble. What so, about, what about cattle ranchers? Are there cattle ranchers out in Midland? Or? I think there are, I don't know a ton. I know, I think more towards Lubbock, there's more farming and maybe some more cattle out there. My uncle lives in Plainview and he is a consultant. He went to A&M as well. He's a consultant for farmers for how to kill the bugs on their crops and things like that. So I think maybe more like a little bit North of Midland a little bit, but yeah, I'm not sure as much. I love cows. So your mom Mm -hmm. and dad were both in the oil business and they Um, moved out there for oil? No. So my dad was raised in Midland, went to Texas Tech, majored in landscape architecture, did that for a little bit, got really tired of mowing lawns and being outside in the heat. And so he started off as a mud mud engineer. Um, So he kind of worked his way up. And then my mom uh, went to Tech also. They didn't know each other in college, met after college. Um, and she worked for a law firm uh, in Midland for a little bit. 
But yeah, they were set up on a blind date. All right. Yeah. All right. It worked the rest out. is history. Yes. Okay. It was cute. So you grew up Midland mm-hmm. and then AM and then back to Midland. Yeah. I worked for my dad for like a hot second. I was in the back. I was using is this Integra oil and gas accounting software. It was so boring. I was just literally doing data entry. And uh, I told my dad, I was like, I have to give you my two weeks notice. And he was like, you haven't even been here for two weeks. (laughs) He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I want to get out of town. I'm going to move to Dallas. I sold AT&T door to door for a hot minute. I was terrible at that. Probably a good experience. People hate AT&T and they hate door knockers. And you don't make an appointment. You just show up. And I was asked, I was kicked out of an office building. I was like mortified because I'm a real follower. And um, I went to Oklahoma for a business trip and I sold... The only sales that I made were to a liquor store and a church in Oklahoma, but I made like three hundred dollars. Man, like that's weeks. legit. <laughs> I think I've always respected door knocking and cold calling because yes, you can apply those skills, which I'm sure you do. I try to anything. Well, just so walk me through. Like, I'm sure you were really scared, like everyone. <sighs> yes. And then did you eventually just get over that? Honestly, no. Like, okay. if my personality was not a good fit for this, because you would walk into like a restaurant or like a small business and be like, "Hi, like I'm Morgan. I'm here on behalf of AT and T, and I would like to talk to you about bundling your service. Can you show me your router?" And like, they're just really <laughs> like into like pushy. They're like, "Show me your router." I'm like, "I don't even know what I'm looking at. A router? Like, show what am I even router. looking for?" You just go back there, like, "Okay, it looks great." I'm like, so, yeah, bundling looks your good. service. Are you interested? Now that we've exactly. seen the router, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what you do. Like, if it was a certain router then you knew something but I literally lasted three weeks it was I like would call my manager like crying I was like I don't know what I'm doing this lady kicked me out of this she said I was soliciting yeah it was not a good fit for me <laughs> that's hardcore stuff right there yeah it was interesting but uh it was fun and then yeah I moved to Austin I worked at the Austin Nature and Science Center as a camp counselor awesome y'all I've had so many jobs before I got into real estate I worked at the Austin Zoo for a little bit Texas Trail Rides, a trail riding company. I was a substitute teacher. I actually substitute taught at juvenile and juvenile detention one day, which was really fun. And yeah, I was looking for something cool. The Nature Center, is that uh, by Barton? Yes. Yes. It's by Zilker. It's so cool. They have a summer camp there for kiddos um, during the day. And I was with eight-year-olds. And it was so fun because you didn't have to make them learn anything. Like They didn't have to remember the mm-hmm. stuff. You were just going out on hikes and it was if I could make money like our living doing that I would it was so fun yeah yeah Yeah. that's cool so I like the idea of getting a lot of different experiences with different jobs yes and you kind of feel like you were testing things out to figure out what worked I mean not only what you like because you had that but what makes money and what works yes exactly I I worked for a startup uh, midstream company for for two years which was really cool they grew they started with five guys grew to like 25 they're doing so great they've already sold since then which was fun but yeah I wanted I just wanted to try something more challenging that I could truly be an expert in Mm -hmm. which I'm still not a complete expert here but more so than you know, you are able to do that on your own without having to go back to school and get a four-year degree, Mm -hmm. just life experience. Yeah. And I don't think any, I mean, I feel like I've been doing it for 11 years now and you're you're never an expert. There's always stuff to learn. And regardless, if you're at the right company, you have the right people to support you. Yes. So you can get all the answers that your clients may need. True. But what's most important is that you're staying diligent, putting in the work, staying organized. And that's all the answers you're going to get for your exactly. clients. So you can give them as good of service as anybody. Right? It's true. I yeah. can't believe you've been doing it for 11 years. How did you get into it? Uh, yeah, so I started when I was 17 in college and just got my license and just 
loved it, like every second of it. I remember it was funny when I first started. I was literally wearing a suit and tie to class. <gasps> That's so and cool. Like I just like couldn't wait to get out of class to go work. And I was my whole goal was first one in, last one out, and just started. I was doing like leasing for students. Mm-hmm. I was telling everyone, hey, if you need help find an apartment, I'd love to help you. And then just kind of kept going. Wow. That's incredible. I bet you did really well with leasing with kiddos because, I mean, we all leased in college. Right. Yeah, it was it was good. And and you can make good money on leasing. Yeah. You know, and I would have probably like I think I maybe did like 15 leases a month, which is pretty good. That's That's really good. Yeah. But I was really the only student that was doing it. Like no other student was. I was saying because this is A&M Corpus. And so I had this. T-A-M-U-C-C Realtor on my car. I love that. And it was pretty cool. It had the Islander colors and it said, we'll represent you. It's totally free. And so people just kept calling me to help them find apartments. That's incredible. That's like a really good spot to kind of get. And then those people eventually are going to buy someday. Yeah. And that was was actually the hard thing for me because it was, as you know, like when you're getting started, it takes time. Mm -hmm. And so I started as a sophomore and by my senior year, I was actually doing pretty well. Wow. Like I think I, my senior year I made like forty thousand, like thirty eight or forty thousand. That's incredible. It, yeah, and but I was just like, man, next year is gonna be even better mm-hmm. because you know how it works; it just snowballs. Right. And but I knew that I didn't want to be in Corpus, so mm. I had to start over by moving back to Round Rock, which right. is fine. But it's just part of the process. Yes, you know? you've got your network here, but you had kind of been building that up for so long. Yeah, and what I what I realized was like there's a cap and there maybe is on Austin too, maybe not, but there was a cap on like how much I could grow in Corpus. Mm. Austin maybe not, but I mean it's just Corpus is a small market. Yeah. Uh, it's not like I don't feel like the city like pushes forward too much to make themselves better. Oh, really? It's weird. I you enjoy it for a vacation, but Sure. Just you like you notice it like even just walking into a restaurant, like the way that you're like greeted and taken care of at a table, is totally different than Austin. Huh? It's just like everyone's just like a little bit more laid back. It's slower. Like you could go and sit at a table for like ten minutes and no one would talk to you. Huh? And I mean, I've literally walked out of multiple places because we're there for like fifteen twenty minutes. I'm like, this is crazy. But in Austin or places where people are on top of it. I mean, that's right away. It's true. But it's just different. Like, I really do think it was kind of like island time in some ways. Yeah, that's true. Kind of like a beach town. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's amazing, though. I love that you made 40 grand, like, in college doing leasing. That's incredible. Man, so my, this is another story, but in College Station, Mm -hmm. I worked for a company called United Realty. Okay. And I made, like, 50 grand. In three months. Wow. Yeah. Because it was all, you know how the leasing is in College Station mm-hmm. when it's, I think it was like um, no, October, November, December, we were leasing for the next year. Right. And this company that I worked with had 2,000 doors and there was only three agents. Wow. And so you literally just go into the office and take calls and it was like 700 to $1,200 commissions and what? I was getting like four a day. Wow. Yeah. That but it was is only incredible. it was only for that for those months of the year. Those months of the but year. But I mean like and I was lucky good. to be there for those months. Yeah. But that's yeah. In, I was trying to remember how I found our lease. Uh my roommate found it. This guy, I can't remember if he was the builder if he owned just a bunch of houses in College Station, but what he would do is he'd lease it to girls, like sorority girls who would take 
better care of it. Mm-hmm. No offense than a college it's guy, true. It's true. but we were not punching holes in the wall. But, uh, <laughs> I've heard that uh, it can backfire. There's yes, a certain type of group of girls. That's true. It can be really bad, but guys probably messy. are going to be way worse almost all the time. We can be messy. I feel like boys are just more destructive, yeah. you know, like physically, but, um, they, he would just tell us to pat, he was like, yeah, do you know any other girls to pass it down to? And so he, I don't even know if he used an agent, maybe he was an agent himself, but he had like a really good business of leasing out to college kids. In college was it like six hundred, seven hundred dollars per room, something like yeah. that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was like so cheap. I'm trying to remember. Like, yeah, it was like maybe six hundred per room or something. How many rooms? We had we had a four bedroom house, two bathrooms. It was an upstairs and a downstairs. We were in Bryant, so it was a little bit cheaper, which was nice. I was yeah. down the way from Shipley's Donuts. That's the only thing that got me out of class was getting a kolache <laughs> on the way to class on Thursdays. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was. We were kind of by the chicken oil and um, Carney's was over there too. So mm-hmm. good times. Yeah, I wonder what, uh, do you have any idea what that property was worth? Oh my gosh, honestly, I would have to go look. I'm it just, was a cute little dollhouse. Yeah. It wasn't anything super fancy. Oh, I wouldn't even know. The only reason I ask is like, I know that the the price to the rent ratio in College Station is pretty good. Yeah. Like you can buy, I think you can buy a house for like 220 and rent it for like 2600 Yes, like and that. it's not like that here no, in Austin. I close. always, when I talk to investors, I'm like, are you looking to cash flow really soon? Because it's probably not going to happen in Austin. And they just, they don't really understand it. Mo- these are mostly out-of-state people that I'm talking yeah. to. And it took me a minute to understand it too before I got into real estate because I didn't know anything about that. But I was like, yeah, that's, you got to be, you're wanting appreciation here. What did you, what did you study in? At a so Did I, you say it already? Or? No, I'm laughing because uh, it was so random. I started off as a wildlife and fisheries major. I I thought I was going to like be work at Steve Irwin Zoo in Australia. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, I switched to recreation, park, and tourism sciences. That's cool. So we actually had a guy, Brent. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he did really? at a What did he do with it? He's He didn't do anything. Mm. He's a commercial broker. Like a, Really? A, he was on our podcast like three episodes ago. Oh my gosh, I'll have to go listen to yeah, that Yeah, he does really well, but he was saying it, it, it was beneficial for him in like understanding lands, general landscapes. Like he's talking yep. about Brushy Creek and Round Rock and what can be done from a city's perspective. Right. So it's pretty, but he literally did the same program. That's incredible. Yeah. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I was biology my brain like was I was like oh this will be so easy I like had a freshman grade exclude my first biology class like it was so hard and the uh, RPTS is more of a social science class which was perfect for me I did like an event planning component which was fun so I got to volunteer at a bunch of local events in College Station so I really enjoyed doing that talking to people but yeah I just I didn't know what I wanted to do so in the future are you planning on taking all this real estate money and creating your own zoo (laughs) you know honestly I would love that but you know what I've noticed like people and this is not just because of tiger king but like people involved with exotic animals it's like kind of drama i feel like i don't know if it's just i don't know what it is but i don't know if i would be up so for it's that. all kind of like tiger king i mean like i i don't know it's just there's always little things and rumors and things and it's just like i don't know if i'm up for that i have a dog and he's probably all i can handle right now <laughs> but that would Dude, be cool we had to dress up as tiger king like two yes. weeks two weekends ago at um jeff's wedding that, oh, for a wedding? And we did a Tiger King dance. That's amazing. Was it uh, like a costume wedding or what? It was like the night before and they her, his mom wanted to do all these skits and stuff. And yes. Who were you? I was uh, I was the Tiger you, King. You were Joe. I was the rapping. I was rapping <laughs> and uh, calling Jeff out and like Lexi and Brittany were dancing. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I like that. I, lo- I mean, Carol that was Baskins. so... 
It was so interesting that, I mean, crazy world. Did y'all feel weird when it was over? Like you just kind of feel weird about everything. I don't understand that one dude, uh, was basically going to go kill. Remember at the very end, the guy was driving to Florida to go. Mm -hmm. And then like, he just got out of it. Like he just like, he's like, yeah, they were good. They paid me to kill him, but I didn't do it. (laughs) Do y'all think Tiger King was real or do you think it just got more dramatic as it went along? hard to make some of that stuff because it, it was very interesting and then as you get sucked into it it's like oh i'm so far in like i have to finish it yes. now but it's getting a little ridiculous i mean i don't know it was uh it was just the most ridiculous thing and th- that was a weird time too because it was like the beginning of quarantine COVID. right that was so it's that's all, why we all watched it the world's like we ending. had nothing else to do yeah we're like what's going on like COVID. i just remember like just feeling so weird all the time because we couldn't really go anywhere and it was really bizarre but yeah i guess that was good a good distraction for us the entire world well maybe you can be the first exotic zoo to not be involved in any <gasps> of the nonsense i would i mean i would sure try stay away from carol baskins i mean yeah do y'all think that she did it she whacked him you think she did she what definitely whacked him. Oh, her, uh, was it her husband? she killed her husband? She Don? definitely whacked him. Was it Don? Yeah. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was a little crazy. That was my favorite line. I know. Throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I know. Sometimes I want to start my video with that, and I'm like, it's overdone, Morgan. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. But I, like, am so tempted to do it because it's just so funny. Uh, yeah, it's probably overdone. She probably did. How did we get talking about? Oh, zoo. Yes, the I zoo. I worked at the zoo. Yeah, it was. It well, was but so that was fun. like your first love, right? Or what you thought maybe you yes. wanted to do? Or? It was so special. Everybody was so nice to me that I worked there. A couple years after that, I would volunteer over spring break and work in the parking lot and direct cars because it'd be really crowded. And I had so much fun directing cars. Like it was so silly, but everybody was so nice to me, and I had a great time working there. It was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, my buddy works at the Austin Aquarium. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been there. You can, like, stick your hand in with the stingrays, like, yeah. just right in there. Yeah, he actually runs it. It's pretty cool. That's Who is cool. It? Um, Alex Triweller. I met him in Corpus. Wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah, they have, like, parrots and stuff, too. Yeah. That place yeah. is cool. I there's, love animals. There's I a lot that. of cool things that, you know, people don't know about these things in Austin. It's true. That Austin Aquarium is like in a random shopping center. Yeah, it's like next to a Salvation Army. Yeah, over yeah. by Westwood High School. Yeah, that place is cool too. Yeah. So Austin Zoo, you were there. I was honestly, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit all these small little jobs I've had because they were very Hey, I think it's short. fine. Like I, I've had a, I don't know about you, but. I've had a lot of I jobs. Bushes, chicken, shoe oh, carnival, wing stop, wheeler coatings. I mean, so YMCA. Yeah, okay, that makes you feel a little bit better. Especially when you're younger, like, go experience it. It's true. I just didn't have any direction. I just really didn't know. So it was, like, maybe three months that I worked there. I thought maybe I could do events or something or fundraising, but um, I just saw that that probably wasn't going to happen. I don't think they had the budget for something like that yet. Um, Maybe they do now. This was years ago. But, yeah, I just I did these little short stints. I thought I wanted to be a teacher, so I subbed for a little bit. Um, I have so much respect for teachers. It is such a hard job. I was subbing at this, uh, junior high and we had to do a reverse evacuation where we stay in the room for like an active shooter, I guess. And they could just tell, I didn't know what I was doing. And they were like throwing things at me, like spraying me with Axe body spray, cussing me out. I was like calling the office. I was like, I need help in here. Like, please. (laughs) Emergency. Yes. I was like, there's a real emergency. Yes. It took forever. I was like, I could have been like stabbed by now and you people have not been here. And, but the kids, they weren't that, they wouldn't stab me, but they were just like, 
it was my fault because I couldn't get control of the class. And they were like, this lady's an idiot. We're going to take advantage. Yeah, I, t- I think I, I feel bad. I took advantage of subs. Yeah. Back Did, in were the day. you one of those? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I wouldn't have sprayed you with Axe body spray. Thank but you. I definitely would have. We would have sprayed it in the room, though. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, or maybe got the lighter and like yeah. go it on fire. Like that was a big thing. When I would I was just ask you to go to the library and never came back. Oh, yeah. You would have been one of those. I had those. That's me. Yep. I mean, I that didn't bother me as much as the kids that would start fights in the classroom. That stressed me out. Yeah. But so what was your thought process? Were you, like, quick to realize that the all these things were not jobs that you liked? I mean, that's, a, that's pretty good, right? You were, like... True. Thinking through it, probably, as fast as you could, like, experiencing and saying, actually, I don't want to do this. Move on. Thank you for putting it that way. That makes it sound like I really had this plan. Um, but yeah. Well, you probably, you, you may have. I mean, I not necessarily thought it all the way through, right. but like, the we're plan being was smart to... about like seeing, is this legit or not? Move on. Right. Move on. Move on. Well, thank you. I tried. I think I just got into it and I was like, okay, is there a potential for growth here? Like, can I make a life for myself doing this? And I was like, okay, I realistically can't. I thought I could. I can't. So I got to move on to something else. And I always felt so terrible because all the people I worked with were so nice. I'd always like write everybody a letter when I left because I felt so bad that I was there for so short a time and everybody was so sweet on all the jobs that I've left. Um, But yeah, I just was looking for something to stick. In real estate, I, I was in it. Uh, I've been in it for two and a half years now, but my first year was so tough. I did not know what I was doing. I did not know. I didn't do any research. I was like, I'm just going to be a real estate agent and jumped into it. And as I'm sure everybody who is in real estate knows, that's hilarious. And I think I made $5,000 my first like eight months in real estate. Yeah, that's that's pretty normal. Yep. I got like a part-time job at my kickboxing gym, like to offset that, which was also a blast, but um, not sustainable, like full-time. And, uh, but yeah, so it was... It was an interesting experience. Well, what made you want to get your real estate license? I think I just thought this, like I said, it was something I could really be good at and be an expert in and not have to go back to school for four years. And I was like, everybody needs to buy houses. I can learn this business and I can, you know, maybe be good at it and I'll enjoy it because I get to work with people, but there's the challenging aspect. I don't think I knew how challenging that real estate was going to be, but... Was there anybody that influenced you or you just said... Yeah, like when did you start thinking about real estate? You know, my mom is the one who told me to do it. She's like, Morgan, you should get into real estate. Like, you'd be so good at that. And I was like, whatever, Stacy. Like, I don't know. And uh, I finally did. One of my best friends growing up, her mom's a real estate agent. And she is a like, she's so smart in Midland. Her name is Julie Golden. She's a genius. And I was like, well, Julie's really good. And she seems to really enjoy it. So I'm just going to try that. Um, So yeah, I kind of just like jumped in per all these other jobs, kind of just feet first, not really... It's kind of impulsive, mm-hmm. which is not really how you should operate your life. But I, uh, I don't know. I disagree. Yeah, <laughs> you think? Yeah, we, we, I, I personally live pretty impulsively really? in terms of business and decisions. That makes me feel better. What kind of impulsive decisions can we make me feel better about? Buying property. Let's start a construction buying, company. Buying companies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we're always brainstorming and one guy told me this, I've said it a lot now, but, um, he said, he who experiments the most wins. And I love that. That resonated like that. with me. Yeah. I like that a lot. Well, yeah. I experimented quite a little bit before I got into real estate. Come on. So, 
I, I like the way y'all look at it. I always felt like I looked like just like a drifter with no direction. So I like the way that y'all are spinning that a little better. No, I mean, I, Matt was probably the same way. I was definitely the same way. And uh, everybody else from the outside looking in probably looked at me like, like that. But to me, I was uh, didn't really matter. I knew that this job wasn't going to be uh, a long-term thing or forever is what I needed right then and there. And I would go try this out, realized I didn't like that. Okay, on to the next thing. And then... Right. Yeah, you know, I think people are always going to have their opinions and judge you. Like, we put this RV behind our house, and I know that, like, people are like, what the hell are they doing, you know? And we've we just rented it for the third time now, and we're making <gasps> nice. money on it. And it's there just, you we go. Got it, we're, like, making it better and better, and it's, like, random idea. Just go try it out. That's so cool. Yeah, I think what it is, maybe for you, too, like, we just don't care about failing. Yeah, I think you you have to get over that really quickly. And I learned that in real estate a lot at the beginning because you have to fail to learn. And if you're not failing, then you're not learning and you're not doing anything. Yeah, you're just and sitting there. And it's easy for people to to uh, judge you when you are failing. But true. It's also too like the drifter lifestyle. Like you know, I know what I like, I know what I don't like, and if I don't like true. something, I'm not gonna you know stay here and keep doing it. That's so true. I mean, I d- I definitely have that kind of mindset. I think you're right. And you do. You have to just, if you're not failing in real estate, then you're really not doing enough business. Because if you're having conflict and problems, that means that you're working really hard and you're getting a lot done, Mm -hmm. which is what I've had to learn. My team leaders kind of taught me that. It's like, if you're not... If you're not having these kind of things and you're not doing anything. Yeah. So that's been, that makes you feel better. And then you just really want to sit down and be like, okay, analyze it, move on. Don't like let it linger, which is hard for me because I overanalyze everything and will hold on to it and feel guilty and the Catholic guilt and blah, blah, blah. But uh, <laughs> this is, it's, I've learned a lot and I've gotten a lot better about it. Could still get So better. what was that first year like as far, I know you said you didn't make much money, but what did it look like as far as? How, what you were trying to do to make it work. Sure. Well, so I had some really great training. I was with JB Goodwin and they have a really great uh, two week training program that I did. And then, but after that, I just didn't really know how to start. I mean, they, they help you. Um, but I just didn't know how to get leads and they're like, just get on the phone, get on the phone. And I felt weird calling and talking to people. So that was something that I kind of had to work on. Can I see your router? Can I see your house? Like, I was like, what do I do? What do I talk about? Um, so I started doing leasing like you did. Uh, some property management company put me on their list of realtors to show properties. And that helped me a lot. That's cool. I was so thankful for that. I still get calls on that sometimes. I guess I'm still on the list somewhere. Um, and then I did a lot of open houses, but I did not know what I was doing at these open houses. And so I got no leads. Like y'all, I would sit there for five hours on like Saturday and Sunday. Wouldn't get any leads. Cause I wasn't, I didn't know how to have a conversation with someone where it wasn't like, can I get your name and email? Like, cause that's what it's you hard, need. Right? It's hard. I remember I had the same thing. Like my, yeah. I've probably only done like seven open houses and like five of them were horrible. Oh, I mean, that's, done, that's done, better than my track record. Like <laughs> eight months of mine were terrible. I just remember like nobody, come, like I had multiple where like one person showed up and I was there for five hours. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I've had one where nobody came. Oh, absolutely. I've had plenty of those. Yeah. No, for sure. And when they come in, people automatically don't really want to talk to you. They just want to go go through the house. And I don't like to stalk people through the house because if I were in, I would want to just like mosey around. I don't want someone breathing down my neck. Um, this is before COVID, obviously, where you really can't do that. But I think I've learned now, which I haven't done really a ton of open houses since then. I've learned like do what you're good at. And clearly that's not what I'm good at. So I'll do other things. But if I were to do one, I would focus more on trying to have a good conversation with the people that come in. What are they looking for? And 
if you can help them, great. If not, like, yeah. you know, just the no pressure, focus on having a good conversation. And if something comes from it, great. But if when you put so much pressure on it, that's when you kind of start to I totally agree. I think successful. what helped me, and maybe you're already there too, but it's like realizing that it's actually not really a sales game. Right. Like you don't, you're not really selling them. Right. You're not selling them. You're just them. trying to add value and help them. And mm-hmm. that was a big switch for me. Cause I don't, I don't like being a salesperson. Nobody, right. I don't think anybody, well, some people probably do, but you know, if you're not, if you're not taking that approach and you're just doing exactly what you said, then you can feel really, really good about it. Cause you're literally just helping them. Yes, exactly. And you, and you believe in it versus selling. Let me see your router. Yes, exactly. No, it's so true. My team leader, Isabel, um, so I'm on a real estate team. It's called wire and she has taught me so much about sales and not to make it salesy. Cause yeah. that's, that's something I think a lot of agents are terrified of coming across. Okay. I don't know if y'all knew this, but when I went to real estate school, they talked a lot about how real estate agents have all this, these bad reputations and that we're like car salesmen. I didn't, I never knew that. I didn't know that was the perception. Did yeah, y'all know that? I did. Yeah. I had no idea. They act like we're all like slippery and slick. And like, I was like, what? All the realtors I know seem very lovely. I yeah. didn't realize. I, I don't know what it is, but it, May, I think it has something to do with movies and like TV shows. Like the yeah. realtors are always portrayed the same. It's like out for blood and like so right? selfish, like just trying to force you to buy this house for all the money and like putting your their interests above their clients. And like, that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. And the problem is there's so many Yeah, that there probably are a lot that are like that. True. What are there like 13,000 in Austin or something yeah. ridiculous? 15, 15, 15 yeah. I mean, I guess it's grown. When I got into school, they joked, they're like, okay, if you talk to someone and they're, uh, and you get them on the phone, they can be like, Oh, I've talked to, you know, five real estates already real estate agents already. And you'd be like, well, you found the five that are working out of the 15,000. So mm. thank mm. you. And just mm-hmm. keep moving. Mm. There's a lot. Back in June, I uh, pulled a list and there was 21,000 in the Austin area. So Round Rock, Austin, Lakeway, Georgetown, Cedar Park, Pflugerville, Leander, Buda, Taylor, Bastrop. That's in, I remember thinking I was very overwhelmed by that statistic when I got into it, I guess it was 13,000 and, but I've learned since then there's plenty of business to go around and people think it's so competitive, but it's, I mean, I don't know. I think that there's plenty of business and the more collaborative you are, if you help, like I'll call agents for help on like comps or things like that. And usually people are very willing to help and I'm willing to help too. Here's a, here's a good statistic. Isn't there like 240 people that move here every day. Yep, I believe so that. So 240 times 360 is 86,400 a year. So if there's 15,000 realtors and 86,000 people moving here, then the plenty. statistics are, yes, plenty, yeah. plenty of well, work. Well, and the 15,000, I mean, legitimately, <laughs> at least I bet you half don't do anything. They're just right. licensed. Keeping their license active. And then active. of those half, half are actually really really doing a lot right probably right as their full-time job yeah i'm not competing with you (laughs) i've got my license i'm not out there you're not my main competition no No. yeah i think there's plenty to go around and i found that everybody just wants to help everyone yeah which is good i haven't really come into a situation where people have been really adversive about that which is so nice yeah maybe that has something to do with austin as well i don't know because it does seem like a, a different environment than dallas or houston right yeah, I wouldn't know about what it's what those marketplaces are like. Maybe it's just yeah, Austin, Austin friendly, kind of a laid back. Yeah, atmosphere. I guess it also depends. Like if maybe if you're like 
super high end real estate where it's a smaller clientele. Smaller pool. That maybe gets more competitive. Could for competing for listings and things like that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Like competing. Yeah. I can see that more. Well, that's cool that you have the mindset. And I, I've thought about this a lot. Like I wish, I don't know how to do this, but because my like primary goal is to own properties and realtors are the best people to help you do that. Right. And so I wish I could figure out how to have like 20 realtors that were bringing me deals, yeah. but I don't, I don't want to waste anyone's time and I'm fine with them making the commission as well. Right. But like, it's kind of interesting because like you're, we're missing out a lot on not doing, you see what I'm saying? Like taking advantage of that. Knowledge. Yeah. Like I, sh- I could have realtors represent me. Right. To find me a deal and they do find the best deals probably, True. but I don't, I don't have any realtors that are sending me deals cause I'm a broker and even if, mm. or an agent. So it's, you know, I'm just, I've thought about that a lot. Like how do I get a- agents to bring me deals and, and make sure that I'm not wasting their time, obviously. That's true. I've, for my clients when I'm really, well, right now when there's no inventory, how I've been finding off market deals is I'll select an area and I'll just get the email list from the MLS of any agent who either represented a buyer or seller in that area. And I send out like an email blast, like of the buyer need. And people usually, I've, I get like six responses from those usually they're coming soon. Like the only problem now is most people want to go on the market to get right. multiple offers right. and get over asking. I, but that's I think a cool the, strategy. There's so many so little tips like that. I think the best way to do what you're talking about is just to be upfront and honest with them and be like, look, if it hits these criteria, mm-hmm. then I'll buy it. And then tell that to 30 people and they're not looking for you know, 50 properties that don't match what you're looking to buy. That's a good point. That's true. And then they just see those and they pass it on. If they see one, you know, every six months while they're out doing other stuff and they're like, Matt will buy this and they send it to you. It's not really a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, Easy commission. I I get that a lot too with like people I'm friends with. They're like, well, we're thinking about buying, but we don't want to waste your time. Like, listen, I, do y'all do, do you do the buyer's rep agreement when you work with clients? You do. Um, so when I, when I do that, I tell them, like, I explain how we get paid. Cause I never knew how real estate agents got paid when you're working with buyers, you know, it's free. And I explain, listen, I don't get paid until you get what you want, which is you buy a house. And if you don't buy a house, that's okay. Sometimes we get to the end of our agreement and I don't get paid and that's okay. And I just explain it all evens out at a certain point. Some clients I'll show them <coughs> one house, go under contract. Yeah. I literally showed them one property they went under contract. Some people take six months to a year. I'm like, it all evens out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So it's like trying and... But agents should know that. This episode is brought to you by HouseMax Funding. HouseMax is one of the fastest growing hard money lenders in America, specializing in loans that provide you the cash needed to fund flips, buy and holds, and ground up construction projects. HouseMax gives you the ability to compete with all cash buyers and increase your velocity by closing in seven to 10 business days. If you're looking for cheap hard money and a relentless originator who will make sure your deal gets funded, call or text Bryce Tennyson today. 512-627-6192. Bryce is a great friend of ours. He actually funds all of our hard money uh, loans, and uh, he'll get the job done for you. Uh, so make sure you give him a call. Back to the episode. Yeah, I tell him, like, because I've had a cousin that says, like, I don't want to waste your time. I'm like, the fact that you're even thinking about that or saying that is really all I need. It yeah. just means that you're cognizant of my time. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I mean, it's so nice. I'm like, yeah, that's so sweet, but please don't worry about that. I'm here to help you. And if you're, if it's time for you to buy, great. And if not, that's okay. Sometimes you have to get out in the marketplace, see what's out there. Maybe it's not time for you. And that's yeah. okay. 
just call me when you're ready. Yeah. No pressure. Send you 10 people over the next five years. Exactly. Exactly. But I think a lot of people worry about that or they're worried if they talk to you, then they're like roped in with you. And so I try to just keep it really light. I do like a buyer consultation where we go over the process and I'm like, okay, if if we feel like we're a good fit to work together, great. If not, you just walk away with knowing how to do this and Mm -hmm. what, what to expect, which is helpful. Cause I, I don't, I don't like being pressured with like salespeople that stresses me out. So I don't want to pressure people. So I try to do that. It's tricky though. Yeah. Well, I think what's tricky about it. I think people, we like my, I've been talking to my team leader. She's in like this Facebook group. I can't remember what it is, but people, they did like a poll and people were afraid to call agents. Like they just normal, regular people who are thinking about buying a house. They have like, it feels like too much of a commitment to make the call. And so what I'm trying to do is explain there's no commitment. I will help you. I'll give you knowledge. And then if if we're a good fit, we'll go down that path. But if not, I'm not going to like be upset with you that you called me and we chatted about it. And then maybe you decide you're not ready. I get what you're saying. I think that just has a lot to do with uh, like your marketing too. And that's your, it's kind of your goal, right? It's just Mm -hmm. education, like educating the public. Uh, If I were to call a realtor today and say, hey, you know, I want you to help me find this, I wouldn't feel... Because I know the game, I know the industry, I know how it works. Right. I have the knowledge, and I think it's probably just a lack of knowledge from the consumer to make that phone call and, exactly. and feel committed. And kind of, I don't know, have y'all noticed that? I feel like our generation is afraid to talk on the phone. They want to text, which is so interesting. I'd rather talk on the phone. Me too. I hate I'd texting. I'd rather text. You'd rather yeah. text. You're these people I'm yeah, talking about. I am. Why is that? It's more efficient. Like True. I, I feel like people, this is just me, waste so much time. It's like, what do you need? Did chit-chatting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's, that's so that's funny. Sh- shooting, yeah. shooting the bull. <laughs> Certain people I'd rather text. Yes. But if I feel like uh, it's something that I want to explain, I'd rather explain it over the phone than True. via text. Because tone is so tricky. Do y'all ever use the voice message? Do y'all ever send voice messages? No, I never have. <gasps> I do those all the time with clients. If I have something just quick, if they ask me a question and I'm like, hey, and I'll explain it and then send it. I'm like, if you want to hop on a call, let me know. But usually that will do it. Like, cause if they're, yeah, I like that. Dorian sends those to us a lot. Oh, they're the, I mean, oh, I try to keep it under gotcha, a minute. Like, gotcha. Those, so I've done that back to Dorian once <laughs> because she's, she sent one to me. It's like a walkie talkie. Like yeah, it's like, then you're done. Good. That's and I good. like it. Cause I mean, sometimes they don't, they're at work so they don't have time to jump on a call, but I keep it like under a minute. I don't talk at them for like 10 minutes, but I, we found my team leader does that. And we found it so helpful to explain something because everything with tone and context, it's very tricky. I well, also, like, I get so many calls. Like, we have yeah. 40 something agents, and oh my gosh. I have people cold call me. I'm like, hey, what do you need? Like, not, yeah. not in a rude way, but no, like, but yeah, just tell me what's up. Yeah, what's going on? How can I help? And like, nine out of 10 times, it's something I can respond to like that. Where it's I true. know that it would be a, a at least a 10, 15 minute call. I'm just thinking of all the times I called my broker when I was a new agent, like during my first deal. I was like, <gasps> like every five seconds I was calling, like asking these questions. And he was so nice, never impatient with me, but I'm sure that he was like, oh my Lord, I can't wait till this girl like finishes and gets some experience. It's part of the game. I, Cause I remember being on the flip side of that. And yeah. Like if, if people, like I answer my phone if they need me. But well, sure. But sometimes you, you just need a text. But yeah. But I, I just remember like that being, having that feeling, feeling as an agent. Yes. And my broker not helping me. And that was the worst. Oh yeah. I was so, I was so lucky. Oh, well, I didn't even know. I remember I had a closing and I was like, what do I do at closing? 
do I, do I sign something? How do I close? Do I, like, yeah. what is closing the deal? Do I have the key? Is there a picture? Like, do we, th- like, Nobody do really we celebrate? Nobody really tells you much. No. If you have a good broker, they can, but for yeah. the most part, you're just thrown in. Right. Well, I mean, I guess they kind of, maybe they went over it at some point and I just missed it, but I called my sales manager and she was like, oh yeah, don't worry. And they were very helpful, but I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do at closing. Like yeah. I was freaking out. No, you're, I so mean, you're funny. right. It's just in general. Cause there's, I think it's because there are so many variables mm-hmm. and it's always different. You it's can never so really many. explain everything. No, it's, I, I've had a couple of um, people come to me this year and been like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting in real estate. Like, can I pick your brain? I'm like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, there's so much to talk about. I need like three hours to go over this with you, which I don't really, but I try to give it, tell everything that I would have wanted to know when I was getting into it. You should it. maybe make a video or something. Cause we yeah. have like hundreds of videos and mm. a lot of times I'll just send people these links. Yes. They're like, I want to hear about like your career. I'm like, here you go. You're Here's so smart. 18 minutes right here. Yes. You just really like, want to hear about it? Run through <laughs> yeah. it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you've had 11 years, so that's a lot of history to cover. Yeah. Mine's pretty short. So it'd be Well, easy. but I'm just saying, I mean, cause that's another thing. What I really respect about what you're doing is I see you Thank on you. social media a lot. Um, I'm curious, like what your mindset is there. Um, I know that it's going to, it's going to lead to a lot of success if you keep it up. I just Fingers think crossed. a lot of people like burn out on it. Yeah. I see that like way too much, Yeah, but I think what you're doing is the right thing. And well, thank you. Yeah, of course. I appreciate that. So I'm um, like I mentioned, I'm on this awesome team. My team leader, Isabel is letting me work with Brandon T Adams. He is a video marketing coach. And so I meet with him every week and he is like, okay, what's, what are we doing this week in real estate? Like, how can we make that into content that'd be helpful for someone? And so that's been a lot of it. And it's so hard for me because this is way out of my comfort zone. Like I would do sometimes like the open house, uh, Facebook live videos, but I get real nervous. And then like, I feel weird, like taking a video of myself and I get awkward and I stutter, but it's, it's gotten easier. And I've just really tried to focus like, okay, what did I not know when I was not in real estate? And when I was, if I would have been thinking about buying a house, what did I not know? So I try to do that. Things that are interesting. People love house tours. So I need to do more of those. People love to see pretty homes and it kind of breaks it up with like COVID when you can't go out as much. It's like, what is like, would be helpful for someone to know. Um, but we really focus on educating our clients because we do work with a lot of first time home buyers and even people that haven't bought in Texas, it's different than buying in California or Utah or wherever. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something we're really focusing on. Uh, but yeah, it's just me getting comfortable. And then he always encourages me to share personal stuff just, you know, to make you relatable. And, but I, I really have this thing where I'm like, nobody cares like about my personal life and I get weird about it, but I do. I mean, I like when people share things. It's interesting, Mm -hmm. but I have trouble doing that. That's hard for me. How how long have you been doing the uh, videos? Oh my gosh. I think we're on week 10. Um, it's been like 10 weeks of it. Is it a video every week or? Yeah, we do like four, like crank out like four a week and then kind of do Instagram stories. Have y'all done reels on Instagram? Mm-mm. It's so confusing. I feel like an idiot. Matt's, I can't Matt's getting it out. really into Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like upset because I've put so much time into <laughs> Facebook and YouTube. And I'm like, if I would have been doing this on Instagram, oh. at least my perception is I'd be getting a lot more leads. You could, I mean, you could probably post the stuff you have on YouTube. I'm sure you could put that on Instagram. I mean, I'm can not, I've, I feel like if you say it. has to be it, a minute long. Right? Yeah. Well, there's, so you can you, do one that's under a minute, I think. Well, that's what I mean. Minute max. Oh, well, oh, you can do more. It can be longer than a minute. Um, it's Insta, what is it? Insta store, Insta TV really? is longer than a minute. Um, if you go to post it, you just, I think it says like, do you want it to be the full video? And it's Insta TV. Well, we have like our, most of our videos are hours. 
Uh, a lot I of mean, them are like five minutes or three minutes. No, not no. All the podcasts are like hours, but like you know, five yeah. five to fifteen minutes. I think they. I think that'd be fine. So the best thing about our team is we have a super technology savvy UT intern, and we're trying to find a way to keep her full time because she's amazing. But she teaches me how to do this stuff because I am not technologically savvy. I had a flip phone in college for a long time. I was like, I don't need the iPhone. Just need to be able to call people. We need an intern. It is hire like a young one that like knows technology. They know how to do everything. TikTok. Okay, y'all, TikTok is big and real. Have you seen the TikTok real <laughs> estate TikToks? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like you're, they do the song and you're like pointing to stuff. Like it's like, what's earnest money? And you're like, I'm like, I have to be a dancer. I need to know mortgages. I need to be hip. I need to be in technologically savvy. I need to be a real estate expert. Like it's just, it, the world is changing. You got to just do your best to stay up with it. Yes. I, I definitely was slow on some of these things. I'm with you. But hey. You learn yeah. and grow. And yeah, the reels has been a fun one. So those What are, is the reels? So reels are 30 seconds that Instagram just created. So it, you can put it on your story. Reels are really hard for me because you have to pick the music first, then you upload the video. But it's like 30 seconds max. Is it kind of like TikTok? Kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like TikTok. We have a shorter. TikTok. Uh, yeah. You know, marketing guy used to... Do a TikTok video every day. People love... Okay, well, I don't know about y'all, but have y'all seen The Social Dilemma? Yeah. Okay, well, that made me want to, like, delete everything altogether. And I'm like, am I somehow contributing to, like, this <laughs> idea that we're all addicted to our phones? But um, I... TikTok, I will get on there, and I will just be scrolling for hours, so I can't get on it. Because it's, like, dog yeah. videos and, like, cute puppies. It is oh, my gosh. And Giraffes. People, people are so talented. I know, yeah. At the zoo. People are so talented. They are. So yeah, yeah, we're like, we're trying to put out TikToks and I'm like, just, I get Emily, our intern, like, just help me. I don't know how to do this. So yeah. So are you seeing immediate results from it or is it more of a long-term? I think both. I think I do. Like I've had some people reach out to me and I probably should ask like, Hey, why did, why did you decide to reach out to me? I should ask that question. But I do think it's because I'm posting this stuff. So they are like, Oh yeah, Morgan does real estate. I saw that video of her at a house the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do think it just keeps you top of mind to your sphere, to people that you know. Very much so. And are you doing just the, uh, Free posting? Or are you doing ads too? So he wanted me to do an ad. I was supposed to do an ad. I tried to run it. See, this is where I'm not savvy. Like it got rejected because of a housing rule or something. And so I think I have to do it under a special category. I wasn't, it was just an introduction about myself and like what real estate is, but I think you have to run it a certain way. So yeah. I'm going to try to do that if I can figure it out. <laughs> but sure, do y'all do a lot Experiment of ads? Experiment the most. Uh, yeah. Used to. Um, we used to do. So we had a schedule for our social media posts, and we've fallen far, far behind that. His I mean, it's it's tough. Our main guy, Andrew. Do you know Andrew? I feel like I'm not sure he's, if I've met him before. He's a great guy, but his wife's, like, really, really sick. Oh, I'm so and, sorry. Um, yeah. But he was doing all of our social media. So mm. we finally got to a point where we were doing a new video every day. Wow. Six posts on every platform. Yep. And then, boom, his wife just... Bless her yeah. heart. So Is we're she going to be okay? I don't know. We're praying and... Um, I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, we're supporting him, but yeah. now, now it's me and Alex and like... We're just recording these and doing the best we can. Hey, but this is awesome. And yeah. then you can post this LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Like, that's a big thing. Yeah. Too. But yeah, I mean, like a young kid, they're great at that. I know. And they come up with like ideas. Like, Emily knows she comes up with all these content ideas. She'll make like a calendar and be like, okay, I'm going to post on this day. 
Because, yeah, otherwise I forget. And when you're moving around, doing transactions, doing business, answering questions for your agents. I tell you hard. what, I would love to have an intern yes. take over this. And, and they can put and on their resume. Us, put on their resume. Find them. They're probably not that hard to find. No. Give, give us some new ideas. Get on TikTok for us. Yes. Go to the real estate school at, um, at UT. I think that's how, I don't know, that that's how we found Emily. Um, Emily is like the smartest. Like she is a senior in college. She's graduating this year. <clears throat> so much smarter than I was at that age. Like she is with it. She is going to be, I'm really excited for her to, she's just really smart. That's cool. Yeah. And so she's helping you and the coach. Yeah. For she's the on, yeah. She's on our team. She's like our marketing intern. And, um, so she helps us stay current and she runs our wire Instagram page. So if you check that out, she's, she does all of that. Um, we've, we've been trying to do Instagram takeovers, which I haven't done yet, um, to get on there and kind of just, I did one where it was like a day in the life. I think that's kind of interesting for y- for y'all to do, like what a day a, in the life. What's a takeover? I don't I don't have a personal Instagram, <laughs> so like our business. We need to get you on Instagram. Our businesses have Instagrams, Instagram. but I've never heard of any of this stuff. So like a takeover is like when you have it would be like y'all's Instagram page, and you Alex would be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna this is the day in the life of me today, and you just take over that day and just kind of show your life that day. So we have you, like what, vlogs. We used to do a vlog every Friday, Day yeah. in the Life. It's on YouTube. That's amazing. That's just, like I think we've done so much, we just missed the platform. Well, but I think you could take it from YouTube, download it, and then put it on those things. Like yeah, you don't have to no, reinvent we, the wheel. We put it on. So we put it on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Yes, we did the vlogs on Instagram. You can't necessarily. Uh, what he would do is he would direct everything back to YouTube. Mm. Oh, the link. Like, here, check this out here. Yeah, gotcha. we're releasing links, and it would release it back to YouTube. Mm. Um, like, we never posted a full vlog on Facebook or LinkedIn. It would be the link to yeah. go watch it but on YouTube. Instagram. You're talking to someone who doesn't know about Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's we like missed I the Instagram boat. have one. Well, I mean, I didn't either. Like, the posts that I have on my Instagram are so weird. If you go back <coughs> far enough, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. So now I figured out people's grids look really pretty. Like, they're all the same filter. I was like, Emily, how do I do that? I don't know how to, I don't know how to do any of this. And the hashtags and the emojis. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It really is. Hey, a lot. you just jump in and figure it out, right? You know, you're you can just feel like it's overwhelming, but you just gotta take one step at a time. You just gotta roll with it. We just need to find the next whatever is the next one and go all in on that. Okay, I feel like there's one. What is it? I feel like there's one that's come out that I don't know what it's called. But oh yeah, it's the one when everybody was talking about getting off of uh, Facebook T- or, face- or or whatever it was. What, what is it's it called? called? Uh, I don't know. I can figure it out. Yes. Guys, if you know it, give us a Let comment. Let us know. Comment. Yeah. We, we need to hit that up. <laughs> I know. And like, well, Snapchat was a thing. Now I feel like Snapchat's no longer a thing. Right. I feel like people would do things on Snapchat. But yeah, there's there's a um, lot you can do. But yeah, you're right. I think the mentality is just put, like, I used to stress like, oh no, I stuttered. I messed up that word. That sounded weird. I've just been like, put it out there. Like, yeah. I'm a human being. I am not an actress. I'm not a professional person that does this all day every day so i'm just gonna get it out there right and hopefully people will just appreciate what i'm attempting to do and mm-hmm. understand the gist of it mm-hmm. and not everybody watches every video people have other things to do than watch all of my videos right so i just don't worry too much about it yeah 
Well, you're doing what you can. That's did awesome. Did you did you do a lot of posting and stuff before the you know marketing approach? No, I was so bad about posting before. When I first started doing open houses, I would do open house videos because I was bored because nobody was coming to my open houses. So like, well, guess I'll just do a Facebook live. Mm-hmm. I think I'd seen somebody else do that, and I was like, that'll be fun. My mom would like comment on it, like, cool, like mm-hmm. one person mm-hmm. watched, like, thanks, mom. Uh, but no, I really wasn't posting that much. Well, not even for business, but just personally. Sometimes I am very not savvy. I think I do like the Insta stories sometimes, but I was really bad about posting like pictures on Instagram, sometimes Facebook. So is it is it kind of weird for you? Like for myself, I would not have a Facebook and Instagram, any of that. I wouldn't post anything. Nobody would know what I'm up to if yep. it wasn't for Typeview Real Estate. It's so true. Honestly, I would feel the same way. I probably wouldn't have social media because it's, it's a, I think it kind of sucks a lot of time, but it is cool to see what other people are doing. Yeah. So I think I probably wouldn't have it either, but since I do have it, I do like to try to make the most of it and see what other agents are doing because people are so creative and it is cool. Yeah. Matt, Matt's the master social media guy Yes. for, for leads and networking. Yeah. Really? He, Tell me your secret. Just, just on it. But yeah. I'm not the master cause I don't have Instagram. But that, but hey, you're the master of Facebook. Yeah, like, no, I just was pretty active with it. You know, just I, I think it's more of just my approach with um, just reaching out to people and always like saying, hey, how can I help? Right. I know y'all have that group and there's like people on there. And I thought that was so cool. Like, because yeah. there's all kinds of people in that. It's not just realtors. Yeah. Are you in it? Yes, I am. Yeah, I is. see posts on there. We do the four calls a week for our team and um, just really stay active. I think. Post your videos in there. I should. Yeah, I, you should. I don't. I'm like, people don't want to see that in there. We love it. Y'all are so yeah. nice. Yeah. I'll try it. Um, I, that, I mean, I think we all feel the same way. Like, that's the actual social dilemma. It's like, we kind of don't like it, but we do and we see the value. We, we still do it. Yes. I, that is that is a dilemma because it's like, you don't want to be stuck on this all the time. And sometimes, like, so I take, do y'all take any days off? I feel like you probably don't. It's not. Uh, it's Thanksgiving, I, yes, but for the most part, not I was really. just telling Matt how much I hated these last four days. Really? Yes. Was it because you weren't doing anything or because you were doing The stuff? whole world stops. Yeah. And I don't like that. Uh, you like to keep moving. I, I love to keep Like I woke up this morning and I had six emails from Matt, agents emailing me. And I was like, let's go. We're in the, <laughs> let's we're, do we're it. Back, we're back in the game. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I think it's just, there's different stages of life. And so like now I've got two young kids and so it's a little mm-hmm. different, but I still have that itch to like always be doing stuff. But I'm like, it's important for me to not work all the time and raise my kids. So it's true. It's, I think you're just always in different spot of life. Yeah. But I always, like we talk about this, like we don't really look at it as work. It's just a lifestyle. Like yeah. we're hanging out right now. Yeah. This is fun. This is fun. This yeah. doesn't feel like work at all. This is what, I mean, this is a lot of what we do. I mean, we're still finding deals and buying properties, but a big part is th- this for right now. Like sure. we literally set up like 50 podcasts since we opened this office. That's incredible. So like, that's like a, that's a phase for the next couple months. After that, like we're not, we'll probably won't set up a bunch that frequently. And then, then we'll maybe we'll go to finding we'll be, deals. We'll be doing a Instagram takeover. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm so honored to be on this like list of people. I, I take Wednesday off every week, Do you? but because I'm on a team, so my team leader has encouraged us to do that. 
Um, we each have one day off and then our team covers for us. So it's not like I'm leaving my clients high and dry, but you know, we work seven days a week. So I take Wednesday. I don't answer my phone or email. Sometimes I turn my phone off. That's cool. And it is so nice. Like I'll tell my family like, Hey PS, I'm like not answering the phone to, like on Wednesday. Cause I'm just so tired. Wednesday's a cool day to do it too. It's so I feel nice. like you're maybe not going to miss too much. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard cause like. Sometimes I've learned I cannot look at my email on Wednesday night because then I'll like I won't be able to sleep about the things that I want to get up and do on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But I we have such a great team that they're so they're well taken care of. So I know that if something happens, they'll be fine. I think you definitely need time for yourself. And even yes. Olympic athletes take off days, right? Yes. And for me, I, I get it early in the morning. That so I'll wake yeah. up at like four AM. You and wake up at four? Four, four thirty. What time do you go to bed? Uh nine, ten, eleven. Oh my god. Gosh. Somewhere around there. Wow, I wish I could be like you. So what do you do when you wake <laughs> up at four? I uh, read. Now I read for 30 minutes. What are you reading? Right now I'm reading uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I've read that. By Dale Carnegie. Very good. I'm rereading that one. That was a great, that's probably one of my favorite books that I read. That's a good one. So I'm rereading that and now I'm reading uh, Churrasco, The Life of the Brazilian Guacho. What is this about? <laughs> is this like a novel or is this a biography? No, this is uh, it's steak. Yeah, it's about it's about the Bra- how to grill or barbecue <gasps> the Brazilian way. I thought this was a person. No, no, no. <laughs> this no. is about- so a big steak these, kick. These last four days, that's what I dove into. Everything real estate died off, and so I bought this book. I bought these Brazilian barbecue skewers. Wow. I uh, am studying the the Brazilian way to barbecue. Wow. And I'm on the mostly meat diet. Oh, are you keto? Are you doing keto? No, it's just mostly meat. That's how I'm describing it. So it's steaks with hot sauce, because that's how the Brazilians do it. Really? Yep, some homemade hot sauce. Interesting. Or chimichurri sauce, but I haven't made that yet. Wow. Steaks, smoothie, and protein bars. Wow. Wait, no mashed potatoes? I wish. I love, I love mashed steak. potatoes. You gotta have mashed potatoes. And some brie and some bread. Yeah, no, and some no, macaroni and cheese. No brie. Wow. Pe- peppers. You don't like brie? I hate brie. <gasps> Do you like brie? Who, who hates brie? I, I love That's that cheese, right? Do you like right? cheese? I love cheese. Do you don't like brie? No. Is it like the texture that gets you? It's the taste. I don't mind texture because it's, you know, like soft and gooey, right? Yeah. But the, I do not like the taste at all. Interesting. Okay. You like blue cheese? I like blue cheese. I like goat cheese. I like, you know... Every uh, cheese but brie. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a cheese I don't like except brie. Interesting. Maybe it's like when people don't like parsley. It's like that genetic thing. Can you even taste parsley? I never taste... You can taste it? I can taste yeah. it. It's like crunchy and kind of like... Just I don't I, like vegetables. I thought it's just so there just for, like, for color. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting. Okay. Have you been to Fogo de Chao? Is that a Brazilian place? Yep. With the, I took my boyfriend there for his birthday. Oh my gosh. So much meat. Like yep. every five seconds. Like, would you like some? Would you? I was like. It's a lot. Yeah. I need so any more. I, I went to a different one on Wednesday night. And then um, I said, you know what? This is how I'm going to live my life forever. <laughs> I'm going to stay <laughs> forever. from here on. Yep. Let me know how that goes. I'm going to check in with you in a few months. There's some people that do that. I mean, it's a, it's a diet that some people swear by. Only like I mean, a- you look Andrew, like very fit. So he's, Yeah, he's extremely fit. And uh, that's what Andrew does as well. Andrew's probably the healthiest guy I know. Nutrition is the hardest part Oof. for me. Yeah. 
So, so I wake up in the morning, I read, then I go work out for an hour and a half now. Wow. What are you doing for an hour and a half? Gym, 45 minutes, then either <coughs> yoga or I run, but it has to be outside. Wow. I need your morning routine. I don't know if I can wake up at four, though. You can do it. It's all about the time you go to bed. Yes. You go to bed late? Yes. I end up staying up till like 11, yeah. midnight. I try to go to bed early. But that's the key. I if you go to, to bed at like nine, it's easy to wake up at four. Right. Well, and it's true because that's the time. I feel like my phone does not really ring until like 10 o'clock. Like for real estate, there's really no emergencies at like eight o'clock in the morning. It's when people are not working. That's when we have the emergencies. Right. So I need to take more advantage of that morning time. Okay. Four o'clock, you read, you work out, do yoga. Do y'all meditate? Oh yeah. So first thing I do is I wake up, I read for 30 minutes, then I meditate for 15 minutes. Wow. Go to the gym, yoga, run, and then swim. Wow. And then it's just a in and out swim, just okay. to wake up in the cold water. Just kind of like polar yeah. bear plunge. Exactly. And then, you, then you grill yourself up a steak for no, breakfast. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't. No, I usually don't eat till about uh, lunchtime. Oh, are, do you do the intermittent fasting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Kind of. I used to for a long time, and now I've just kind of... I don't, it's not like I can't eat until this time, but now right. I've just kind of gotten accustomed to it. I need to be he living your is, lifestyle. He's totally sober. So Good that, for you. I think that helps a lot. Alcohol really messes with your sleep. I mean, this is really terrible. When quarantine first started, I was making Cosmos at home. Like people were doing like knitting and doing all this home. And I was like, I need a Cosmopolitan. What's a, what's a Cosmo? It's um, vodka, triple sec, and cranberry juice. Sugar, sugar, sugar. And I was like, okay, I'm gaining some weight from these. And doing it for me because I never really drank at home by myself, like, before quarantine. But, you know, then quarantine happened. Everything goes in quarantine. Can't do those anymore. But that is so, that's really good because alcohol is not good for you. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Okay. I agree. 4 a.m. Okay, I'm going to, like, think about rearranging my schedule. But that's my my time to myself. That's great. And so then on Sundays... uh, Kat, my girlfriend, she's off work Sundays and Mondays. So Sundays, we usually do what she wants to do. You know, nice. we'll go walk the dog or whatever. Or last weekend, we went to an estate sale. But oh, cool. I'm never like, I'm never off of work. Always. You're on. Yeah. It's because it's not work. It's just it's fun. opportunity. It's fun. It's, you know, got to, got to do. I love doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. Otherwise, I'll just go out and dive deep into Brazilian steaks yeah, or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, that's good. And that's cool that y'all created something that you both enjoy so much where it doesn't feel like work. So you don't. That's amazing. That's really exciting. Yeah. Hey, that's what I think is the beauty of real estate is it allows these lifestyles. And I think that's what I think that's what people are after when they originally think about real estate. It's yes. like the lifestyle and the flexibility and it's totally possible. It is. It is possible. I think too, just getting that, I think the first year for me was really tough because I just didn't know what I was doing. So it's like, once you have that experience, it's a lot easier because I know you're kind of like scrambling to figure out things and that's stressful. And so it's like, but if you don't have that first year, you don't appreciate it when you, when you get like to year two and still learning, of course, but have so much more confidence and have, I'm like, Oh yeah, that I've already been through that. I know what that looks like. Right. And so you're not scrambling as much. So it doesn't take as much energy. So you can plan and kind of make your schedule an ideal schedule. Yeah. But I think I mean, that you first can sell year, 10 houses a year and like do really well. Yeah. And not even really work that hard necessarily. It's true. It's true. 
and yeah, it's all about, I just think the more experience you get, the easier it is. And you're not just the first year, but everybody has to go through that. Of I course. Think. Well, and I wouldn't change the, it. the thing that I always say is like the beauty of real estate is it just such a snowball effect. Like it's not only yeah. the first year, but every single year is better. Yes. I mean, it's true. Maybe not always financially, but right. knowledge, mentally, mentally um, connections like it just straight up just gets better and better and better it's so exponentially better oh it's so true i'm so glad i'm just like okay good just but it's like you don't want to get complacent you're like okay just keep doing what you're doing yeah it'll be okay obviously i need to grow and we're at what i always say we're in probably the best market in the world my gosh y'all this market is crazy i know oh my gosh it's so like back to my rv um somebody found our rv from they were in dallas and they like stumbled upon round rock what it's like that's the kind of market that we're in is just these things people are they seeing. They were on Airbnb in Dallas. They they live in Dallas and they were just like searching on Airbnb for something. And we're kind of lucky because it's a, it's a small RV. So it's like $40, $50 a month right? or a night. So it's like one of the cheapest that there is. So it just comes up. But and like, get a lot of traffic. Yeah. 40 bucks a night. What's this? Yeah. yeah. But like it's just, it's just interesting because... I don't think we all, I don't think anybody can comprehend how, how, uh, much of an attraction there is to this market. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. What, okay. So I don't do a lot of rentals. I may, we just mainly focus on buying and selling. Do you know what's happening in the rental market around here? Yeah. It's super hot. I mean, is it hot? Yeah. It's, um, like with the management company we have, we're like 12 days yeah. to get a property leased. Interesting. Okay. That's good to know. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, if people ask me that, I'm like, I'm not sure, like, what's going on. I did notice I was looking, and it seemed like there was more property for at least this time this year than usual, than usual. but I was like, I'm, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. We're having a little bit more trouble leasing condo units yes, right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't really know exactly space. why. I guess so, yeah. I think, well, because I think they're having a little bit of trouble with condo sales downtown. I don't think they're moving as quickly because people are moving out, so they have two home offices if it's two people working from mm-hmm. home they want space i've got a, a condo thing. downtown that i've been trying to sell it's leased right now mm-hmm. but it's at the tyndall and yeah. um it's like they sell for like 485 495 mm-hmm. and i put mine for like 460 i'm like i just want to sell it yeah and still can't still get it but it is also leased which is kind of weird right that would makes you it would you get it would you uh pay for that one about that a little bit less, like four, four thirty, but if with commissions and stuff, I'd break even. So, yeah. I, like, I don't really like taking a loss on something, but I'm like, I just want to get rid of it. Get, Why? Yeah. Just to get the cash? Yeah, it's, a lot it's not tighter. a great rental. Like, we we bought it to live there, and then when we moved out, we just rented it. But it's, I mean, it's the HOA fee there is like four hundred and fifty bucks a month. It's a nice community, though. It's super nice. It's so I mean, they have that cool pool and like yeah. they've got that conference room you can work in. But Co- yeah, free coffee, espresso, yeah, twenty four seven service. It's cool. It's nice. Yeah. It's tough though. I I was looking into this for a friend. Um, her dad was thinking about selling some of their condos, and I was like, honestly, right now, like things are just sitting, and there's so many other. I don't remember what building it was, but there was like probably ten to fifteen other units active for yeah. sale i was like that is not the best time so are people dropping the price of their condos like you are right now and I'm can you sure. go in there and find a steal somewhere find a steal like I, I would even take less than that like probably 20 grand less than that yeah i think if it's it depends on the seller's position if they don't need to sell it if they're okay then they probably will just leave it and be like i want to wait and get what so I can. what is is this the one area of our market that's not you know 
hot right now? I think it's maybe slower. so. And I don't know. I think there's a lot of them. That's there's the just thing. A, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of yep. condo, like even new ones. Yes. Brand new mm-hmm. hundreds of units. The Real Estate Podcast is sponsored by Doyen Inspections. Doyen is a team of female professional home inspectors that serve the greater Austin area. Whether you are buying a resale, building a new home, or about to list your home for sale, the ladies at Doyen Inspections can inspect your home. They provide a color-coded and thorough inspection report full of images, videos, and explanations. Visit Doyen, that is D-O-Y-E-N-N-E, inspections.com for more information or give them a call at 512-655-9940. Now back to the episode. Hmm. Yeah, I think that, I don't know if I'd call it slow, but it's definitely slower. It's it's very misleading because I do have people that are like, well, I mean, the Austin market is so hot. Like, why can't I sell this condo like for a great price? I'm like, it's not as hot because people want space. Condos that's, are that's weird. That's good to know. Condos are weird. Uh, one of our agents this morning on our team meeting, I asked him about his listing he's had for a while. It's a condo. Oh, really? And uh, he said that he's, it's not getting any offers. Any, any showings? I don't think so. Where is it? Is it downtown? I believe. Where is it's it? It's on Guadalupe, I think. Guad. Mm. Uh, but there's other um, condos in the same building that are, I think, cheaper that haven't even gotten oh, an offer yet. That's where you're so... you Really, <clears throat> if there's one already in there, you got to price it under if yeah. you want to move it. Otherwise, well, that's really good to know though, because now I'm going home and I'm gonna go look at some. Go gonna, look at some. My experience is like, con. In my experience, like they can go up like crazy, because all of a sudden you know they all get sold or leased, and then to build a new one is going to take three years, right. and the prices have gone up. So these things can like double in value. That that's what I've seen. That's what happened I've, with mining College Station. I had one in College Station that I bought for sixty thousand. I sold it for seventy to somebody, and now it's worth like one hundred and thirty. And this wasn't oh, that long ago. That's incredible. Well, like, damn, that thing really went. And it, that's crazy. that's still pretty cheap for a yeah. condo. No, but that's I think too. Like when the world, if God help us, if the world gets back to normal, people will want to go to South by Southwest and all these things like downtown that they'll want to be near and they'll come or they'll come for them. Like, Oh, this would be cool to have a condo down here. But it's just like with COVID, I think it's just yeah, not really, right. people don't want to live there right now. I bought COVID. the condo at the Tyndall, like believing that in 20 to 30 years, it'd be worth a million dollars. I mean, and I still think that's, I mean, I it's think it could be freaking eighth and 35. That's a great location. And they're really nice. Those yeah, are nice units. So I still think that's true, but just, you're right. Now, Probably more than that. Uh, Probably. I mean, pr- I mean, you're right. It could be you look at appreciation. Five, yeah. I feel like downtown, not in COVID, usually appreciates like at least 7%, yeah. like those condos down there. Um, what I was looking at for a while was the percentage of appreciation like year over year in kind of Southeast Austin. It is like insane. And I feel like that where they're putting Tesla, I feel like that's going to be like a huge jump in appreciation. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, definitely. I've been so interested to track that, like 78744. <coughs> I mean, there's places where it's like 24% appreciation. Like it's insane. But you have to get in early where right. when there's nothing there, like stay there for a while and then wait. Mm-hmm. So you have to be patient. But I thought that was interesting. 
Opportunity City. Yep, that's it. Round Rock, Pflugerville. I mean, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, Round Rock's so ideal because there's the Dell campus. A lot of people want to live near there. I have mm-hmm. a lot of investors that call from out of state that are like, I want to buy something near Dell or buy any of the places, any of the technology, like Apple, anywhere the technology mm-hmm. offices are is where they're usually wanting to buy so they can lease it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll lease quick. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's pretty cool. I lived in Round Rock my entire life and never, ever once thought about Dell. Really? I, it's always been there, uh, but I've never been like, man, Dell campus, that's such a cool campus right yeah. now. Dude, I, I think about it, I'm like, this is what puts Round Rock on the map. Well, and like, Round we Rock need, Donuts. That's, I that think is about what Round puts Rock it donuts on the map. More. <laughs> they're, going, they're getting a new location in Cedar Park. Really? Yeah. Can they bring one down south? I they know. probably will. I, I mean, I never knew they were interested in expanding. Now that oh. they're doing a second, I don't know why they wouldn't do multiple. Oh, I'll never forget the first time I went, there was a guy outside just eating a donut like the size of his head. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, this is, I mean, it's I love Chipley. Like, it's especially during COVID. I mean, oh. it is packed all the time. They're so good. You can't drive down uh, May Street. You can't, but they're, they're quick. They're so quick. Like there's a big line, but they like Chick-fil-A, like super efficient. Yes. Like we yeah. got this yes. like military precision. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, I mean, they have everything pre-made yeah. pretty much or, or making it at that same time. Crank so. them out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I think of when I think of Round Rock. I think of Round Rock. You need to get some of their kolaches too. They have good kolaches. Oh, I love, see, but this is so bad, y'all. All I've done is eat for like four days and now I'm thinking about eating some more and then I'm going to eat at Christmas. I need to be doing your like hour and a half workout routine in the morning. We got the healthy place in Round Rock if you want to try it. It's called Nancy's Sky Garden. Nancy's. Okay. Is it salads? Uh, they do have a salad. Do they have things that are not? So I don't really eat vegetables. I really should. Do they what have do you, the, so you would love the all meat diet. Okay. I know. <laughs> so I'm terrible. I've really got to work on it. I eat fast food a lot. Have y'all had Taco Ranch? No, I haven't eaten. Terry's taco. Yes, don't get the tacos. You get the burrito. Did you get the burrito? No, I got the tacos. Oh, you gotta get the burrito. It's misleading because it's called Taco Ranch. But I eat a lot of fast food. I've got to work on it. Chick fil A. Cooking. Yes, Wendy's, Chick fil A, Whataburger, Long John Silver's. Don't judge me. I get the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So Nancy, Nancy Scar Garden may not be your place. Okay. Well, you know what? If is it a local business? Yep. I want to support local. I need to eat vegetables. I don't know how to explain Nancy's. It's uh, it's it's Asian. So you know you get like uh, poke bowls. I guess I've never had one of those. But they have like it's with the raw fish and whatnot. I like poke. They have chicken. Okay. It's not fried. It's okay. It's like steamed chicken. Mm. Chicken uh, salad, sweet potato noodles. My favorite is salmon. the teriyaki chicken and sweet potato noodles. Ooh, I like teriyaki chicken. And so I know sweet potato is better for you, so I need to work on that. The sweet potato noodles are good too. But then they serve you like this. You can order it. Probably won't. But they have this <laughs> big salad. It's got a ton of fruit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you I'm like, just kidding. Do you like- <laughs> I love fruit. I love fruit. Okay. I just like, y'all, it's bad. Like, I really just, I need to work on it. It's a problem. Like, I just, I have a terrible diet one day. And when just you're on the easy, go, yeah. you know, when you're on the go, if I, I mean, I, 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 I need to stop making excuses because lots of people meal prep and then they bring it with you. So I have no excuse other than just like pure laziness and a love of fast food. So... Yeah, I've been keeping Long John Silver's in business since like 2008. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. That's funny. I haven't been there in a long time. Highly recommend you get the planks of chicken and then they have the little crispers, hush puppies, and you get malt vinegar on the mm. chicken. 
Maybe don't meet a client after that, but it's good. <laughs> like, bring some mouthwash. I do Chick-fil-A. That's the fast Chick-fil-A food I go for. Chick-fil-A is good. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because it's fried in peanut oil, so it's, like, not even fried. It doesn't count. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what are the goals moving forward? Just keep building the business. Yes. Build your name, build the brand. Basically, I would love to just have a referral-based business um, and be able to just continually have people referring me to their family and friends and helping them. That would be my my goal, my dream. I want more listings too. I want to sell. I want to work with sellers more. Dude, listings they with the new MLS, it is like so intense on putting. But my wife was helping me put a listing in last night. Oh. It took like an hour and a half. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I believe it. I mean, it's, it's nuts. So we have an Emma. Her name is Emma. I say we have an Emma. Her name is Emma. She handles all... She's not just a CTC. She handles all of our contracts. She's on our team. Thank she God for Emma. She puts the listings in? Yes. She puts the listings. She but, has the contracts. To, I'm sure you have a checklist of information to get her. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we work on that. But she is very detail-oriented. So it frees me up so I can talk to clients and, and tour property and all that good stuff because I am... That is not my skill set. I've learned... Me that's neither. something I've learned is like... Do what you're good at and what you enjoy. And Emma loves that. Like, she loves the details. And when I'm on the selling side and I have to, like, pick through a contract for the deeds, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And she's like, oh, it's so fun. I'm like, great. Thank you, Emma. Here's five. I'm like, here you go. <clears throat> yeah. I always try to send, like, my the hot the highlights when I send a, an offer over so they don't have to dig. But, um, but yeah, so my goal is to get more listings. And I'm with you. It is so much effort. And, two, because the market is so tight... I'm working with like six buyers right now and it's just breaking my heart because like we're having trouble finding things and you got to, I basically, my advice for buyers, if you're on a budget is like, you need to maybe start looking a hundred grand under your budget because you need to bring that cash to cover appraisal and you're going to have to come over asking to get Mm -hmm. something under contract. That makes sense. So if I I have sellers, then it's, we're in a great position because maybe we're getting multiple offers. Maybe we get exactly what you want. It's not as painful. Yeah. I love working with buyers. I just wish there was more inventory right now. So. I totally There's agree. condos. I know. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, here, move your three kids into this one bedroom condo downtown. It's a steal. Yeah. It's I true. got a two bedroom. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. That is the thing. But yeah, goals are referral business, um, more listings, and just keep, keep my clients happy and where they do feel comfortable referring me to friends and family because I did a good job. So, and nice. keep learning, yeah. keep learning more. Cool. Those are my goals. What are y'all's well, goals? Um, my goal is I'm trying to get in the next like two years, $10,000 a month from owning real estate. Nice. That's my goal for, for just the ownership side. And then we want to keep growing the brokerage, the construction and the management company. I want to buy a hundred units next year. Dang. Okay. Y'all are awesome. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to have to find y'all some off-market deals that so I can get a, a piece of this. Yeah. We, no, we'd, love to, we'd love to. Hey, you could be the first agent that I have this new concept with. Yes. I'm going to be thinking about this moving and, forward. And the only thing I want to maybe plant in your head, and you're maybe already there, but like... Tell me. Always be thinking of ways to start owning for yourself. Yes. Maybe you're already thinking that, but... I am. That's I'm trying to buy a house this year. Nice. And I mean, as you've duplex, seen... Duplex? House hack? Just a regular house. Like just Why not your, go duplex? I guess I could do a duplex. Come on. That's what I'm I saying. Could. Like I'm, We're the biggest advocates of like... That's so smart. I think too many agents out. miss out. Yeah. And then, and then start looking for your next one. Yeah. No, you're so right. Well, with my random assortment of jobs, like I was making $13 an hour at some of these jobs. And so I wish I had to really save. But now... Real estate, I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm saving. I've got my taxes figured out. Like, this is great. This is the year I'm going to buy. And 
but it's just the inventory so low, so I gotta find something good for me and my dog Luke. We'll see. All right. What, what kind of dog is Luke? He is, he's a rescue. He's a Husky Blue Healer and he's adorable and I'm obsessed with him. I got him from Austin Pets Alive and I think he's the cutest thing in the world. Aww, I'm like obsessed with awesome. him. Isn't he cute? He we is. Show, we show this I dressed him up. <laughs> That's Luke. <laughs> he's a good dog. He's mainly well behaved, but, That's uh, awesome. but yeah, he's, I mean, he doesn't really need that big of a yard, just somewhere where I don't have to take him down the stairs. That's what I'm working on. But yeah. Well, um, we appreciate your time. Thank y'all. I, I love the way that we did this because we've constantly been trying to make this conversation. Good. And I appreciate you asking us questions. It makes it fun. Well, thank y'all so yeah. much. I was so nervous. So y'all were so you nice. This was a blast. What are ways that people can get a hold of you? Um, oh, yes, please. I'll um, get you some clients. Yes, let me tell y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can call me on my cell, 432-288-3232, and I'd love, or text me. I'd cool. love to hear from y'all. I'll send awesome. you a voice message. Yeah, and let us know if you want us to connect you as well. Thank that's y'all. Appreciate I appreciate your time. it. Yeah, thanks yes, for coming. This was so fun. We're excited. I'm excited because I, I'm telling you, I know you're going to be successful with oh this. Oh, my gosh, you're so nice. I'm, I'm serious, though. Like, I see what you're doing, and you just got to keep doing it. Oh, thank y'all. Yeah. This means so much, seriously. Cool. Nobody's ever asked me to do anything like this so it's exciting well we'll get you back on and post your videos and trail estate investors or tre family whichever one i'm going to cool thanks for coming thank y'all so much